When are you starting? I I think it just started. I'm not this, ready yet. Can you wait? No, I can't start? wait. What's the episode? Hangouts, live hangouts, wait for no no uh, Cardassian or man or Time Lord. <laughs> what episode of Voyager are we reviewing today? Oh my gosh, there's something really yeah. funny that's happening later on Drunk Space Nine that I have to just say. I can't say anything about it, but it's <laughs> you just reminded me with Uh-oh. your Voyager comment. <laughs> oh. Drunk Space Nine is going on a whole new uh, whole new level of drunkenness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, right. that, and that was a plug for Drunk Space Nine, another show about Star Trek that both Starfleet Boy and the Doctor participate in, and the brainchild of Galdu Scott, and I'm, I must say, it provides me with uh, much enjoyment to be on that show. <clears throat> it provides me with much enjoyment to have you guys on the show. Thank you. It's a great show. To enter the child of my brain. The child of my brain. Um, so today's episode <laughs> of Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, for which we are having a casual and formal discussion is called Coming of Age, and um, to uh, give a quick little recap, uh, this is a great episode, I've already shared my opinion about it, (laughs) this is a great episode uh, that involves uh, a lot of uh, intrigue on the ship, Uh, Captain Picard uh, is dropping young Wesley Crusher off at um, uh, a starbase on Relva, the planet Relva, so that he can uh, get tested for entrance into Starfleet Academy. And uh, it's a very difficult, challenging test. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's they already screened everyone on the ship who's a candidate, and Wesley uh, beat everyone else on the Enterprise. And now he has to go up against uh, three other supreme candidates from other ventures, whether they're starships or planets or whatever. Um, so it's a great honor. Meanwhile, Captain Picard discovers that his good old friend, Cap- uh, Admiral Quinn, it happens to be on Relva, and uh, he wants to come aboard the ship. He's very, uh, he's very uh, insistent on seeing Picard alone, and he informs Picard that he thinks that something is wrong on the Enterprise, and he has to root it out. And so he puts his little attaché, uh, Remick. Remick. Was he Commander? Was it Commander Remick? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Commander Remick uh, is put in charge of finding out what is uh, wrong. With oh, thank you, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, with finding out what is wrong on board the Enterprise, and so uh, insanity ensues. Lots of tension. Um, Riker has a couple of hissy fits, and uh, Captain Picard handles the situation. I thought very cool and very calmly but then he can't take any more, and he confronts Quinn, and Quinn informs him that the reason that he's been um, doing this is because he thinks there's some crazy thing going on in Starfleet that's uh, threatening to unravel the very fabric of Starfleet itself, some kind of conspiracy, (laughs) which we'll find out more about later. Um, But uh, he also says that he wants Captain Picard to be close to him uh, at Starfleet headquarters, so he proposes uh, promoting Picard to the rank of Admiral and then uh, offers him a position as Commandant of Starfleet Academy. Dream job. I mean, seriously. Captain Picard, uh, unfortunately for Admiral Quinn, refuses, but fortunately for us, he will continue as Captain of the Starship Enterprise, and we get to... um, see more adventures with him intact. And that's the summary. How did I do? Fantastic. That was inspired by one of your summaries. (laughs) I felt like I was living the episode all over again in my mind's eye. Where did the doctor go? He just disappeared. He just walked away. No, but it's his his little thing. His avatar. (laughs) We'll probably get a text from him informing us of what happened. Yeah. Not sure how you can rejoin. But anyways, uh, what did you think of the episode? I loved it. I loved it. I think it was up there with the best ones of of season one. It was one of the few really watchable ones. 
And I I love Wesley's story where it's going. And, uh, you know, I, I just thought there was that nice warm moment between him and Picard at the end. And it was just a great Wesley episode. It was also a great Picard episode. And I was, uh, my, my interest was piqued by this mention of a possible conspiracy in the Starfleet ranks because uh, I don't really remember where that's going. I don't remember them having some sort of ongoing storyline about that. Well, it's not as it's not as ongoing as uh, as you might think, but it does uh, wrap up uh, later in the season. That's very. Okay. This is kind of a seed that's planted for something that comes later. Yeah, but that's interesting. That's not something they did on this show too often. No, not often. You're right. Um, but you know, shows Star Trek: The Next Generation was ahead of its time. Very good. Right. <laughs> we I feel like we got um, a great. Uh, we we I agree with you. It was a great Wesley episode, and it was actually a, a very good Picard episode. And I think this was the episode where we finally get the full Picard. Like this was a very like you know great showing of like Picard's character. I think he's very well defined. I think like the episode was also just very directed beautifully. Um, it was also uh, the story was really great. It was nuanced and and yeah, had a there lot was of... a really cool <laughs> scene when he when he was questioning all the different members and it cut and it, it was like the way it was cut was really neat because you didn't know you know one you know Worf would be sitting there then Crusher would be sitting there and it was just a neat well edited scene. It was well edited. It also felt it felt very cinematic. The music was very strong in this episode and I think that like it hit the the episode hit um, for me a lot of emotion, emotional cues uh, many times throughout the uh, episode. I felt like you know tears, tears were on the verge. The floodgates were on the verge of opening up quite a few times <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> I think um, it's interesting uh, to see Wesley finally fail at something. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting, and yeah, to see how he deals with it. Mm-hmm. I think this is finally one but, of But, you know, he, he wasn't upset that he failed for himself. He was upset that he reflected poorly on the Enterprise and on his, you know, on his mentors. That was the first thing he said to Captain Picard. I failed you. And the, and the ship, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, you know, he did. He totally no, did. I don't think he <laughs> failed. I, he, there was a better candidate, an older candidate, who was more mature and had accomplished more so far in his career. You know, Wesley was even surprised. What was that guy's name, that weird alien? The the Benzite? Martok? Was Benzite. it Martok? M- Martok? No, Martok is a... Uh, <laughs> now I have to look <laughs> but, uh, but that, he, you know, Wesley, when he met that guy, he was like, oh, you're the guy that invented the so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And he was surprised that this guy wasn't already in Starfleet Academy. So obviously he was pretty accomplished. So I don't feel like Wesley really failed. I, I feel like he just got beat out by a far superior candidate. We're probably going to have to start the hangout again. We're probably going to have to start the hangout again. You can just invite him right in from here. How? How do you do it? Go uh, up to your options. There's a little people with a plus sign on it. Oh, you're so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to start over. Look at you that. You don't have to start over. There he is. Oh, cool. He's yeah. back. He's back. Sorry. Right. I, I was... Uh, I was a... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Technical difficulties. You missed uh, You missed a few things. Uh so we'll... No, I was I was listening the whole time. Really? Oh, cool. Great conversation. Yeah, no. I agree. <laughs> um, I comments. The show so, must go on. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. These these little tiny insect creatures kind of got into my um into my oh, camera. You're, you're Nanites. <laughs> yes. Very nice. So go ahead, continue. I'm I'm listening. Well, we were talking about Wesley and um, Goldie Scott was saying that um, the Benzite character, whose name escapes me, actually his name is uh, Mordok. Mordok. I was close. Mordok. Very close. Very close. <laughs> here is Mordok right here. Oh, you have Mordok. Yes, Mordok the Benzite. Can you see what, him? Okay, what is the smoke or the vapor that comes out of that thing in front of his mouth? Do you know? 
It's his species version of marijuana. They're addicted to it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Or spice. It could be spice. I'm surprised Starfleet is cool with a drug user um, openly smoking, you know, and getting high in Starfleet Academy like that. No, their their species is completely dependent on this vapor. It's 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 not even a question. It's no longer a drug. It's part of their uh, part of their 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 way of living. Oh, so they evolved past all that nonsense. <laughs> anything about what they uh, what they're inhaling on his on his file card? No, I don't really think it's it's space marijuana. I don't I don't think that's what it is. I think that that's how he. Oh, you have the information. Well, I have I have the file card, which gives me such relevant information, such <laughs> as Mordock maintains a lasting friendship with Wesley Crusher of the USS Enterprise. Ooh. I know he comes back, but wait. So I my my actual theory as to what that is, um, Galdu Scott, is that um, Benz Benzites look like kind of amphibious, um, or or possibly like, you know, they look a little squiddish, a little perhaps sea dwelling, and perhaps uh, this vapor is what allows him to uh, be comfortable in an oxygen or primarily air environment, whereas on his homeworld. He may, in fact, uh, be oh. uh, submerged in water. Like Aquaman. Like Aquaman, perhaps, yeah. But That's I don't really cool. know. I don't know. I just made that up. I don't really know. I have it no idea. It sounds good to me. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's some. Do you have any information on that, Doctor? Well, I'll, I'll consult the... Uh, this is a book I have not used as of yet in our, in our, in our episodes. The Star Trek Encyclopedia... Excellent. What do you think of the full Picard? I'm sorry? What do you think of Patrick Stewart giving us the full Picard? Oh, I heard you like? make, yeah, the comment <laughs> on the full, the full Picard. I think the he gave, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, who's, who's, what's the name of the guy who was investigating? Remick. I think he gave Remick the full Picard <laughs> when he said, I would like to join the Enterprise when my tour is over. <laughs> Picard shot him this look like... Fuck you! No. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was really. It was like, are you kidding me? Is yeah, it? Is like, this really? You asking? You actually really asking that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was kind of stupid on his part. I mean, it was. It was. It was, it was kind of sad. <laughs> Pathetic. But <laughs> I mean, there's no way. I think there's it is. No it's weird that Starfleet has these kinds of uh, Inquisition style. Uh, Events occurring, you know, like that didn't seem very Starfleetish to me. An admiral bringing an attaché aboard to tear apart uh, a ship's log to find something wrong based on no, no uh, evidence or, or anything like that would, you know. So to me, that was really peculiar and strange, and it didn't feel very Starfleet to me at all. Well, he was. I mean, in his defense, he didn't know quite what he was looking for, right? Because. Uh... If if and again I haven't watched this episode in a while, but is my understanding correct that at this point neither of them are under the influence of the alien slugs or are oh, they? Yeah. Yeah. I have I my theory is that the admiral is part of the I conspiracy he, and that yeah, he was trying to get rid of Picard, trying to get Picard off the Enterprise so that one of his agents could take it over for some reason. Correct. Oh, is that what's happening? Okay. I don't know. Happening. That's just my guess. Uh, no, no, no. It is. It's, you know, uh, as you know, uh, Starfleet Boy is not spoiler-free. Yeah. <laughs> so the Doctor just alluded to something uh, that comes at the end of the season because Admiral Quinn will be back and you will find out that Galdus Scott, your suspicions are perhaps correct. Fantastic! Mm -hmm. Wow. So then, we were they were trying to get Picard back to Starfleet, so they could take him over. Yeah, so they could take over. Well, maybe Picard, and also perhaps take over the Enterprise. Uh, the Enterprise is a very strategic ship, and if you're going to uh, stage, let's say, a coup d'état uh, among Starfleet, it would help to have the flagship of the Federation under your control. But if, but if they were taking Picard away, then what access would they have to the Enterprise? Because Picard is going to be back at Starfleet Academy. They would have subdued Riker somehow, with a, perhaps a, the aid of an alien, and uh, then the rest of the crew, and they would have then, so, on okay. Earth, they would have subdu subdued uh, or acquired uh, the allegiance of Picard 
by a similar methodology. <clears throat> I, I, I want to go on record as saying this is one of the... This was all... Not this episode, but the episode that will follow up what was laid down here is one of my all-time favorite Next Generation episodes. And I think it's one of the... Uh, it's, it's one of those storylines that were just abandoned. I mean, this seemed like... I mean, how cool would it have been if we'd spent, like, a whole season in this invasion of the body snatchers kind of uh, scenario where you wouldn't know who to trust in Starfleet. And you could have had... Um, you, you could have had ships pitted against each other because you wouldn't know who was who, and they were taking over uh, Starfleet, yeah. the Federation... Um, I mean, later on, you know, Deep Space Nine uh, kind of used a similar uh, idea with the found with the changelings, where they would actually take the form of someone. But here, you actually had creatures invading the bodies of, you know, the the Starfleet personnel themselves. I thought it was a fascinating idea. And they're what? slugs, right? They're like uh, they're kind of like slug crustaceans. They're like crabby. They're a bit oh, crabby. so they're it's similar like, to the Dax symbiote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar, but not quite like that. So yeah. They have like a group mind, don't they? Like it's yeah. a bunch of bugs together, and they just consume the whole body. And I mean, it. it I I loved the episode that follows this one. This one, eh? It's okay. I think that um, I think I love this one just because of the character development stuff. Um, I liked uh, like we were talking earlier I liked all the scenes, the interrogation scenes because it kind of gave us like a review of all the adventures so far and uh, and it also showed how the crew responds to being questioned which was kind of fun. I liked I liked the uh, scene where he tries to bully Dr. Crusher and he asked her, you know, about the nature of uh, her relationship with Picard and she's like, that is none of your business. <laughs> and uh, Worf is particularly good. Oh, there was a nice Worf mo- moment between Wesley in this episode. Um, Wesley's all kind of um, nervous and, and psyched up about the psych evaluation that's going to come up. So he's in the holodeck, and he's thinking of what kind of horrors he can expose himself to, such as, uh, uh, you know, I think he mentions, like, some kind of, like, snake, snake or spider, and then thunderstorms. Wesley's afraid of thunderstorms, lightning storms. So, that, that's interesting. Growing up, uh, growing up on Earth, particularly in Florida, we get used to uh, lightning storms uh, very quickly. But, um, and then Worf kind of tells him he's like, "You're wasting, you know, you're wasting um, effort and time by trying to, co- you know, trying to, trying to uh, conquer the unknown. Like, what's unknown to you?" Um, you're better off training and and just being ready for whatever comes, and uh, and then he w- reveals that for him um, the psych evaluation was very accurate and real, and uh, his whole thing is that he doesn't feel like he can depend on anybody, but serving aboard the Enterprise of course means that you have to depend on a lot of people, and a lot of people depend on you. So Worf, that was a nice tender moment I thought between Worf and Wesley, and I thought this was the first time for me that Worf kind of uh, opens up a little uh, about his uh, his himself. I apologize. We haven't, I haven't, you know, been on the show uh, for several episodes. Did, I guess you haven't gotten yet to the Worf, like there, isn't there a Worf-centric episode with Klingons where his loyalty is tested in season one somewhere? Where Klingons... Oh, it's the next one. Okay, okay. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to, yeah. Um, I want to point out the negligence of uh, Commander Troy once again <laughs> on board the Enterprise. Um, <laughs> no one has talked about the uh, Wesley's uh, emo friend who <laughs> missed uh, the Starfleet Academy torture session by 20 <laughs> I think it was. And, 30 something, 30 points. Oh, it was dirty? Okay. Well, I mean, this kid has obvious issues because, I mean, <laughs> it's not like Starfleet is. Okay. 
It's not like Starfleet is that hard to get into. Remember, this is an organization <laughs> that admitted Barkley into its ranks. Wow. So it's. I'm sure he would have gotten it, just like Wesley said. You know, next time, I'm sure you'll get in. But no, this guy decides to go steal a shuttlecraft. This kid is mentally unbalanced. <laughs> Where was Troy? <laughs> Her job to, to, to manage the psych profiles... Uh, and 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 the mental aptitudes of everybody aboard the ship. Why did she give no indication to her mm -hmm. command staff that hey, we gotta watch this kid. This kid cannot handle life in the 24th century. Where was Troy? Troy was negligent in her duties. I am very disappointed in Counselor Deanna Troy. I think she should be ejected from the Enterprise. <laughs> I second that. I mean, they're just lucky this kid didn't get his hands on uh, some phaser rifles or anything like that. Thank you. I think the kid's very lucky that Captain Picard knew knew of a trick, an engine restart trick, an okay, old one. Well, you know. Let me just say that I believe somebody suggested using the tractor beam, and they said they were out of range. <laughs> okay, can't you just move the ship to <laughs> in range? It's not that hard. They're over. I mean, it's not like they're in battle conditions. It's a little tiny shuttlecraft. It's a galaxy class starship. I I didn't understand that whole subplot. That whole subplot was ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I don't well, understand. But it, it served it served a purpose. It, <laughs> it provided. It did. It provided Captain Picard with the reason he needed to stay on the Enterprise because he was considering that guy's offer to leave and go, you know, take the promotion. It hadn't been offered and at that point. And then saved the, the kid's life. And at the end, he was talking to the kid and he's like, whatever, thank you for saving my life. And Captain Picard said, that's, what, that's my job. That's what I do. And you saw this kind of moment of, of realization come over him that this was the place for him to be. And a really nice panic, like a really nice uh, shot that kind of tracks in yes. to Picard. And then the follow-up shot of him coming on the bridge was really nice too, where you see Picard step off the uh, the um, turbo lift and walk over to Young Crusher. Um, I I don't remember that that at that point I don't think Captain Picard knew um, that uh, Quinn wanted him to become Commandant of Starfleet Academy. So uh, I think this was just one of those moments that, you know, it, it, ha it happens on a starship when, you're, when you have kids on board. I mean, this is, again, one of the problems of having civilians and uh, families on board starships is that, like, you know, some snot-nosed uh, little punk who's sore about, um, you know, not getting into... Uh, the finals uh, is gonna, you know, have a hissy fit and steal a shuttlecraft. It's just, it's just something that happens. But he, the kid, was really lucky to have Captain Picard as his captain that day because he was able to take command of the situation. He was able to use his forceful uh, voice to snap the young man back into reality. He was able to, you know, give him an order and and get him in line, and just by the sheer will of his his uh, performance, <laughs> you know, in that in that scene, and even was Remick, that scientifically correct? What he told him to do would that actually work? I don't I don't know, but I think airplanes sometimes when airplanes stall out, they uh, they recommend you do a hard dive or something like that to to, to kind of re restart the engines. I'm going to say that, like, at this stage, in season one especially, there's not always... I think the Doctor has a great point. It's like, why couldn't the Enterprise move into uh, tractor beam range? Um, it didn't seem like something that would be difficult to do. I mean, they had, like, something like two minutes... or 90 seconds or something like that. It seems like there's more than enough time. So, yeah, I think that was a little weak. That was one perhaps weak science -y moment on Next Gen, but uh, mm. for this episode. Mm -hmm. Well, there wasn't a lot of science in this episode, I guess. Yeah, there wasn't a lot drama, of science. Personal drama. Well, there was the Starfleet exams. Those were kind of interesting. I thought that was fun, too. Um, but anyways, I did like in that scene the moment where kind of, Remick kind of forgets himself, and he's like, yes, you know, when when the kid is safe. Uh, that, that, to me, was like a hint that perhaps this character is not as bad um, as he seems. You know? What do you guys think of Remick? 
I feel I'm, like... I don't want him to come back. <laughs> I don't think he'd fit in very well. I think he rubbed everyone the wrong way. I think, unfortunately, he he has shown that he's kind of taken the wrong path. No matter no matter what, if you you know, we understand he's serving in Starfleet and he's serving this uh, this particular admiral and he has to kind of follow orders. But I think that you know, working so closely with an admiral um, and Starfleet allows for like frank conversation. You know, permission to speak frankly. You know, all this kind of thing. I I think Remick doesn't Remick. It shows that Remick uh, doesn't really like his job. But as is he an, under the alien influence at this at this moment? Is he? I don't know if he is. I think he might be. Um, or maybe perhaps he's not really acting as he normally would. I don't know. I don't know how he's acting. Um, I feel like that scene where he kind of ha- does that yes thing um, is is proof that perhaps both he and Admiral Quinn are not yet under the alien influence because that's very contrary to how they behave later on uh, when they when they have the alien creatures inside of them. But so uh, they're actually then they're looking to see if Picard is under the influence of the aliens. Right, and I think they become subdued later on. I think that this investigation leads Admiral Quinn down the wrong dark tunnel, and Remick just kind of. Hop along, follows him. Wait a minute, but hold on. You told me earlier that what I said was correct—that he already was part of the conspiracy. No, I said he was here to get rid of Picard so he could take over the Enterprise. uh, Goldie Scott, if you listen to my language, I said that perhaps you're correct. I was not. I I was was pretty sure you told me I was correct. We'll find out. Did you hear? What did you hear, Doctor? We'll find out on the playback. That's why I was. That's why I was asking the. That's why I asked the question because. Well, I'm changing my mind then. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to know. What do you all think? Are they... Is it... My impression is that they are not yet under the influence because of what you just said, Sahel, which is that Remick had a very human reaction with a yes, and then later on when Remick leaves, he seems a little, he seems a little more human towards someone who we're led to believe is an old friend of his, which is Picard. And he has that comment about, maybe I'm just getting old, maybe um, I'm seeing conspiracies wherever I I look, and perhaps Remick, uh, within his station in Starfleet, is noticing strange irregularities, and... He's trying to find out what what is going on, and it's something that is, is so minute that he has to go into the logs and, and, and he'll see uh, uh, personality differences, you know, because all of the questions that Remick seems to um, ask about are are you know really are, are command questions related to Picard's personality, you know, his his frame of mind. Um, Remember they asked about uh, when the Ferengi thing took his mind over. Like he's trying, he's tr- he's trying to dig. He's trying to see could Picard be under the influence. And so I, I think right now Remick is not under the influence. I think he's looking for it and he finds it and they take him over. It's you know in the context of when I first saw this episode, I had no idea uh, what was even going on. But when I when I did see the season ender. It made I remember thinking, oh yeah, maybe they were under the influence of these uh, alien creatures. But it is truly, when you look at it just from the context of the episode, it's unknown. Well, maybe we'll find out. Maybe yeah. when we rewatch the the other episode, there will be will a, actually a line or something. That. Yeah, exactly. There'll be a line, right? Yeah, right. I mean, right now it seems to me like they're looking, but maybe. It, yeah. yeah, it seems like they're free and clear of influence at this point, um, based on the episode's information. What do you all think about the Starfleet psychology test? I thought, I it, was, too. I thought <laughs> it was like the Kobayashi Maru. The you knew. I mean, I knew the second uh, all the chaos erupted that it was part of a test, that it wasn't real. Yeah, I remember thinking that that was the test, too, but Wesley didn't know. Wesley was uh, incredibly impatient. Like, <laughs> he, he go, they, they put him in that room... He's sitting there for like three seconds before he goes, maybe they forgot about me. 
hello? I mean, like, dude, chill. Wait a minute. He needs to take a chill pill, it's true. He's very nervous. For the and and if I had been Wesley, instead of befriending the Benzite, I would have been talking to that that chick, man. Well, we established earlier in the season he doesn't know how to talk to girls yet. But he was very delighted when she said he was cute. Yeah, she was cute too. She was cute. I think terrible actress, but she was cute. I thought the uh, Vulcan uh, candidate was was also very attractive. <laughs> yeah, they both they were both weird in their line deliveries though. I felt like they, mm-hmm. you know, it was their first time on an acting job, kind of. It could it could have very well been they could have won a contest. One <laughs> never knows, like, you know, like, like a cereal box contest contest be on Star Trek: The Next Generation. They could have uh, they could have been the the children of producers or you know writers or or other that's true associates. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of extras that don't ever come back on Star Trek: The Next Generation. I see the doctor over there doing research. I think are you trying to look up who those people were? <laughs> I liked um, I liked the administrator, the uh, Chan. He was pretty cool. Um, yeah. He, he has that Yoda moment um, when he's like when Wesley says Is like it Chan or Chang. I thought it was Chang. I thought it was Chan, like C O uh, Chang. Oh, Chang. Okay, thank you. Chang, Chan, Chang. Chang. So Lieutenant Chang was amazing in that scene where he kind of pulls a Yoda on Wesley, where yes, Wesley's like, "Oh, the psych evaluation." He's like, "Oh," he's like, suddenly like gets all serious and he's like, "What we like to call a psychological evaluation." Da 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 da. It's kind of like, you know, you will be. <laughs> You will be afraid. <laughs> but but what I don't understand, I don't understand. So is is there like a whole section on this starbase devoted to just uh, mission? You know the, the these scenarios that they create. This is definitely a testing center um, because uh, so Disney World they have like these pretend like Catastrophe Canyon where you. <laughs> Through and I mean, I don't know. Like, I find it kind of strange that there's this whole section of the starbase where they and they even had makeup. Like the the guys had like makeup on their faces, like with dirt and blood. Exactly. It's a full. This is a testing facility. It's like that's the whole point of this facility is to administer all these like complex Starfleet Starfleet Academy entrance. Uh, exams. Shouldn't it have been a holodeck, really, if they were really going to do that? It doesn't feel real. Some people can detect um, holo- you know, holographic They can? Stuff, yeah. Where has Ooh, that they- been established? Data, for example, would be able to detect a holographic he's, he's data. Android! Jordy, Jordy would be able to detect it. Yeah, but he has enhanced vision through his visor. He can see on different spectrums. Counselor Troy would have been able to detect it. Oh, yeah, so. but she's psychic. But so my point is, is that Wesley, not Wesley. My point is, is that they're testing all kinds of beings from all over the, you know, quadrant, and many of them have special abilities that would uh, nullify a holographic uh, experience. So they have Catastrophe Canyon. Instead, half the starbase. Yes, half of the starbase is Catastrophe Canyon. Okay, I, I just wanted to know. I, I, my general impression of Starfleet is is, is that it's creepy from this episode because I mean, on the one hand, you have the, the psych test, which I think is kind of bizarre, and then on and then you have you know uh, this conspiracy thing, which I mean, just within the context of the episode, you know, you're like, what is wrong with Starfleet? I don't walk away with a good impression of Starfleet at the end of this episode. And I think that's intentional. I think that's what what the writers or the you know this season they're trying to say something's go- something's wrong at Starfleet. It's not the same happy-go-lucky place it once was. I mean, there's all these weird new things that are happening. But I don't think that there. I think that um, again, this felt very much like a Kobayashi, like a mini Kobayashi Maru. I think this. This was another one of these like no-win scenarios, you know, where you know you lose something. So, uh, Starfleet seems to be big on that. They love uh, they love the no-win scenario. They love you to to acquiesce to uh, to no-win situations. 
Bernard, let me ask you, why the impression that I got from this episode is that it's it's very hard to get into Starfleet. There was only four candidates and and only one of them got in. Like I don't understand why I mean if all four of them scored very highly, how come all four of them couldn't get in? Well you know? Let's, let's just think about this for a second. There's probably in the United Federation of Planets in the in the quadrant in Federation space. There's probably trillions and trillions of life forms, um, and this is a full-time dedicated testing facility. And Wesley's test took about two and a half to three days. Um, so if you think of the amount, you know, this is a 24 not 24 hour, but this is like a probably a facility that runs you know, weekly, so every three days they probably rotate four more students. There may have been more testing rooms, too. We only saw one testing room with four students, but there may be several testing rooms with four students uh, in it. So I think the rate at which uh, candidates do make the cut and get into Starfleet Academy is enough to supply Starfleet with, uh, you know, uh, fresh uh, recruits. But that being said, it, it there is this, like, Sense of it is very difficult to get into Starfleet, um, and but I don't. But I think there's lots of people trying to get into Starfleet. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. And were you surprised at the revelation that Picard uh, didn't get in on the first try? It was delightful, but it wasn't surprising. I think that that was kind of something that like um, I thought. I kind of predicted that the writers were going to give Wesley some kind of consolation like that. So um, I can't remember how I felt about it the first time I saw the episode. What about you? I liked it. I related to it. I have a, a personal secret that I can divulge to you guys, oh. which is that uh, the first time I took the auditing part of the CPA exam, I failed it. <gasps> And you? the second time, oh, me. Gosh. And the second time I took the auditing part of the CP exam, I failed it again. You go to no. mm -hmm. Took me three tries. So I totally relate to Wesley. And you're and like the best I accountant. Like I, yeah, every experience is a learning experience. I don't view this as a failure. Very nice. Good attitude. See, you'd make it. You would make it into Starfleet without any problem. This is the this is the attitude Starfleet's looking for. Good job. Why would I ever join Starfleet? <laughs> I'm a sworn member of the Obsidian Order. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. Um, <laughs> well, the Obsidian Order is lucky to have you, Goldie Scott. Mm -hmm. Damn right they are. <laughs> so I think that I think those are the the best things about this episode. I think there is there anything else you guys want to talk about? The uh, the corridors on the starbase were really really shitty. Yeah, they <laughs> were. Yeah, they no, were. They were like original series level of sets. I mean, the backgrounds, like the ones that you're supposed to think are supposed to like go off in the distance, and you you can plainly see it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a set extension, and it's clearly a set extension. It was really bad. I, I don't. I guess the re Blu-ray remastering doesn't help in all cases. And I want to also point out the uh, reappearance of the dress uniform. And I don't mean the the uh, fancy uniform. I mean the uniform that is a dress or like a skirt. Oh, I missed yeah. that. You oh yeah, no. Ca well, Captain Picard's wearing it at the end, and he's asking Wesley. No, why he's no, 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 no. He was not that. In a skirt, man. No. Oh. There was one of the ladies in the uniform with the skirts where you see their bare legs. That's oh, I'm sorry. That's what you meant. Okay. Awesome. He was on the bridge. I missed that. Also, you can see where Worf's makeup ends. <laughs> yeah, that's what I... Yeah. I think I was saying that about Data in an earlier episode where we could see Data's makeup end, too, and, and some of his <laughs> chest hairs. There's a famous yeah. meme... There's, like, a really popular meme on the Internet... Uh, where Riker, whenever he sits down, he puts his leg over a chair. I, I can demonstrate it. If oh you like, yeah, he does yeah, that. He does that? Yes. He does that here to Remick. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a fun moment. He, that was funny. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I just remembered that. Oh, I, I love, love Riker, man. I love I the line where 
Captain Picard says, the only thing I'm guilty of is allowing this charade Charade. so long. Charade. <laughs> <laughs> that was, <laughs> I was looking for that quote. I was, that was a really good one. Um, apparently there's a deleted scene in the episode. Uh, it was, it's Wesley's 16th birthday. Oh. And there was a party. <laughs> and we did not get to see it. On the That's... Enterprise there was a party? Yes. And, uh, according to, once again, I quote from the Star Trek Next Generation companion. That's interesting because doesn't he say when he's at the testing place, I turn 16 in a month? Oh, continuity flub. Maybe that's why they took out the party scene. Interesting. Or maybe they added that line in place of the party scene. Maybe they just wanted to establish Wesley's age for the audience somehow. And maybe they were going to give him a party, like, you know, in a later episode. A film scene at Cut for Time showed Wesley's friends helping celebrate his 16th birthday with uh, predictably pithy comments from Worf and Data about human <laughs> rituals. There's a picture? Oh, wow. No. Um, what else does it say? Uh, there's nothing else. Oh, this is the <laughs> uh, first appearance of the shuttlecraft, initially named the Copernicus Three. Oh. Is this the first appearance of the shuttlecraft in the next generation? I feel like that's a no. Yeah, didn't they arrive in Encounter Fireport? Didn't he take a shuttlecraft onto the? Yeah, that's right. Enterprise? But we don't we don't see the the, the shuttlecraft. Oh, that we see later in uh, All Good Things at the very end. Right. That was refilmed. But, so this uh, might be the first appearance of the shuttlecraft. That's insane. Wow, I didn't know that. It's also the first appearance of a Vulcan in a speaking role on Next Generation. Uh-huh. By the way, Doctor, I have a question for you. Yes. When when do we see a Vulcan ship before um, Star Trek Enterprise? <laughs> Um, outside of uh, Star Trek: First Contact, uh, right, right, ignoring uh, uh unification. Wait, we see. Hold on. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do you ignore First Contact? I brought that up too. Oh, why that's do, right. Why? I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. I mean, I'm just saying uh, that's the that I'm sure there's an appearance before First Contact. Do we see a Vulcan ship in the original series ever? Do you remember? No. And we don't see one in the movies, right? Well, I just mentioned First Contact. No, no. No, I mean like in the original series movies. Well, I always thought that the shuttlecraft in Star Trek 1 was a Vulcan shuttlecraft, but then... Uh, it might be. No, but I don't think so. It's not. It's a federa- what about Star it's a Trek long- 3? Search for Spy... Or at the beginning, is it the end of 3, beginning of 4, where we see him back on Vulcan? Maybe there was something there. No. No. We just see the bird of prey. So in Next Generation and Unification, you're saying we do see Vulcan ships. They steal Vulcan ships. I remember that. Okay. That we see a Vulcan ship in First Contact, but outside of that, um, I'm, I'm really struggling to think. We don't seem Vulcan involved in much in Next Generation. Um, Until later. We do go to Vulcan. We do have a lot of episodes with Sarek and then Spock. Right, but we don't see his ship necessarily. No, no, I don't think so. Right. That's what I was trying to determine. I just couldn't remember. But now that, you know, I forgot in First Contact that's a Vulcan ship. I totally forgot. It's a Vulcan ship, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Goldie Scott was right. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> All right, well, um... I think uh, I have nothing else to say about this. Yeah, I think... So let's give our rating. So on Starfleet Boy, it's a scale of 1 to 5. And I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, 4.9. my God, 4.9! It's, it's wow. so good. I love this episode. You love this episode? I love it. Just love, love, love. I give this a 1. <laughs> I give this a 2. I'm going to be generous today. I'm going to give this episode a 2. Wow. Because I give... I it's, give two minutes to you and the gallant crew of the Enterprise. I mean... It, <laughs> Okay, it's interesting to me because of its connection to the late to the episode that will come later. Um, but I, I really 
don't think I would ever want to rewatch this <laughs> episode. Um, I, I, I didn't get much out of it. I mean, the whole uh, the whole Wesley taking the Starfleet exam. I mean, okay, whatever. Um, that wasn't that entertaining. And um, again, outside of its its context of the alien slug conspiracy, the whole you know interviewing the crew is just. You know, I'm whatever. just I'm just a sucker for the full Picard. When when the full Picard, full Picard. happens, I can't help myself. Is that like when, it, when a peacock spreads his his <laughs> It's exactly like that. <laughs> okay, Goldie Scott, you're the tiebreaker here. Where, where do you? I'm giving it. A two and a half. Wow, you're generous, sir. Yeah. But we're on more or less on the same wavelength. Yeah, you and me are on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. It had good aspects, but for the most part, I can't say this was a great episode by any means. I mean, would you ever want to just seek this episode out again to watch? No. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, they're much. If I need a good Wesley Starfleet Academy episode, there are much better ones. Yeah. Red oh, Squad. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how I I don't I don't man four. You had a four point nine. Four point nine. Four point nine. Almost a perfect score. Almost. So let me, let me just put it in context. Obviously, <laughs> best of both worlds. Parts one and two is. It's unrateable. It's, it is. It's it too is high. a five. It is yeah, the metaphysical perfection. It is an example <laughs> of metaphysical perfection that next generation can achieve. Okay? That is the five. You are putting this episode right there. It's right just there. Five to me is like warp ten. It's like this mythical speed and you're right. You know, best of both worlds gets it. But right. like four point nine is like warp nine point nine. It's not it's like when you breach to warp ten, it's like so much faster than warp nine point nine. So but to me, it's like it's warp nine. <laughs> doctor, doctor, are you? This is gonna make your head explode. Are you familiar with the DS Nine season one episode called Battle Lines? You're gonna have to remind me of that. Kaiopaka. <laughs> oh, okay, Kyo, just... oh, is that the one where Kaiopaka is stuck on the planet and she, she becomes, dies? She becomes a zombie. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Okay. So Hill gave that episode a ten out of ten. Whoa! I, I love that episode. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> well, but but I, I even that one I understand because I'm sure it made him cry. <laughs> but there's nothing to cry in this episode. I got teary eyed quite a few times. I got teary eyed. In which episode? In this last episode, this one. There were really? mo- yeah, a lot of tender moments that made me kinda get all um, emo. Between who? Wesley and like all the people and like Captain Picard and all the people and Riker and all the people. All the people were having an emo time. There's a lot of tension. It was a high tension episode. The only emo moment was that kid. Oh, oh that too, yeah. Starfleet, I'm going to go steal a shuttlecraft and be an Orion pirate or something. I mean... <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with that guy? Point the nose at the planet. <laughs> Listen to me, I'm giving you an order. Point the nose at the planet. <laughs> he can't even work a shuttlecraft. What is, how can he possibly get into Starfleet? I don't get oh, it. Poor well, boy. he didn't. Now we see why. Yeah, yeah he never gets true. into Starfleet. So what would become of him in, in the 24th century? Would he just become a, like a kitchen staff at... Well, he... He might become a stellar cartographer. A what? A stellar cartographer, perhaps. But that would mean joining Starfleet. No, not necessarily. Stellar cartography is a... a oh, you mean a private stellar cartographer? Yeah. He could join a private firm. He could do stellar cartography. He could do... Um, I don't know what his specialization was, but he might go into engineering, but like on a star base or, or even like... You know, there's lots of non-Starfleet... Um, contracts and applications out there. I think Troy needs to recommend some serious meds. <laughs> and some psychological 
counseling. She was very negligent. Very negligent. Troy, did, Troy perhaps didn't didn't do a good job in, in vetting his... Couldn't she have sensed it? <laughs> Couldn't she have se- I don't understand. Okay, they approach a planet, which, okay, approximate the distance between Enterprise and a person down on a planet, and she's able to say, Captain, he's lying to you. I sense something in him. And yet she cannot sense a child on board the very ship that she is on who is having potentially suicidal tendencies and wants to, to, to just, you know, I mean, what the fuck, man? Any <laughs> sense. Troy is utterly useless on this show. I, I, I disagree with you. That's my personal mission on Starfleet Boy is to prove how utterly useless Deanna Troy is on this show. Thank you very much. Wow. Uh, so what if... Poor Counselor Troy, she might have been asleep or something. <laughs> she has to sleep. That's a good point. Fair, that's fair. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we're going to wrap up <laughs> the, the episode Coming of Age. I thought, I think this is a really good discussion about Which is it. a great song by the Damn Yankees, I just want to point out. <laughs> Do you know the words? I don't know that song. I'm sure they can Google... Damn Yankees. Okay. Damn Comment. Yankees is the theme song of this episode. Much better than this episode. <laughs> so, um, what is it next? A Heart of Glory or something like that? The Heart the heart of Darkness? No, it's Heart of Glory, I think. So next time on Starfleet Boy, we'll talk about Heart of Glory. If you've made it this far in the episode, we encourage you to write us, let us know your thoughts. If you'd like to be on Starfleet Boy, feel free to to uh, send us a message. You can you can do all that on the YouTube, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, or on the Twitter. It's and all. The Tumblr. Oh, and the Tumblr. Thank you, thank you. We're all over. Starfleet Boy is all on all the things, right? And now. the Tinder. No, and we're not. And the Grinder. No, we're, <laughs> and... we're not. Oh. Whoa. No. Oh, Starfleet okay. Boy is not on the Tinder, and Starfleet oh. Boy is also not on the Grinder. But perhaps now that Maybe could be someday. a new a new marketing. Venue for Starfleet, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Live long and prosper, and uh, we'll see you next time.